Glitter. RPG a day. Take over. Jules, why are you nerfing Kyra's spells? Your druids can prepare um, any spell they want. Just need a long rest and you can change it. I feel she'd be doing a lot better in in the story if she if she um, was making full use of her druid spell list. I think you want her to suffer. <laughs> uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Keep going. We're all behind you. Meet. Well, that was Andy from Expedition to the Grizzly Peaks podcast starting our episode today and one of the many amazing people I've met on this podcasting journey. And when I say met, I of course mean that we've chatted, played games and got to know one and each other, uh, got to know one another. Wow, my words today. He lives miles away and up a big hill, um, surrounded by, I assume, grizzly bears. And that's why it's called Grizzly Peaks. Of course, that must be the only meaning. Um, and thus, we are unable to meet officially, which is a shame, but it's definitely on the bucket list of one day when I'm a millionaire. Uh, <laughs> I do enjoy this hobby and that I have met so many wonderful people through it. Through some of those meetings, I have had many opportunities to be involved in amazing projects and performances. So I count myself a lucky person to have the life I do because of the people I have met. Uh, but anyway, back to the message. Andy, I have to agree with you. Uh, she had so many options at her disposal, but that was the role I got. You know, it was the first time during this that I looked at that role and thought, blast, that's not what I wanted at all. Quickly followed by, I could say it was something different. They'd never know after all. On the heels of that thought came, oh, what on earth do I want though? There's seven other choices there and I better decide quick. And straight after that came, no, I better not. The dice gods must be obeyed. I wouldn't want to make them angry. And all of that goes through my head before I say what number I got, which was a one. I had put the option I knew I didn't really want in the critical fail spot because I had considered that to be the dumb choice. Um, but, you know, you can't always get what you want. So I suppose I must write it out anyway. But... Hmm, I'm also the DM, and sometimes we can guide the story to a better outcome. It's our responsibility to the players to make sure that they're having a good time and getting the kind of conclusions that they're hoping for. I mean, not always making sure that we, but, you know, definitely to make sure that we're having a good time, right? So seeing as I am both player and DM, let's see what happens with Kyra, shall we? <laughs> But before we do anything else, I made you a promise. And Jules always keeps her promises. Level nine. Yeah, it's a thing. It's happening. Okay. So level nine, what does she get? Well, her proficiency is plus four now. So that's good. Things that she's good at, she's better at now. Um, she now has... Uh, three fourth level slots and one fifth level slot so she can get fifth level spells now which is fun um 
her circle spells are commune with nature and tree stride. So those are fun. Uh, Commune with nature is you kind of basically become one with nature and gain knowledge of the surrounding territory. That's kind of what happens. And tree stride is um, you gain the ability to enter a tree and move from it inside to the inside of another tree of the same kind within 500 foot. And there's a whole lot of um, additional information about that, but basically that's kind of how it works. Um, Because when you enter the tree, you instantly know the location of all other trees of the same kind within 500 foot, and you can just kind of, you know, uh, yeah. And you can do that once per round, which is pretty sweet, honestly. Pretty sweet. Um... And, okay, so those are her circle spells. That's what she gets automatically. Um, But she also gets a fifth level spell. I'm saying um a lot today. God, stop it. So why she gets extra spell slots, I'm not actually sure I've explained that at any point in this process because your spell slots in 5e are equal to your wisdom modifier plus your druid level. So she can have that many spell slots she can also change her um, prepared spells every time she sleeps if she wanted to because she knows a bunch of spells she just hasn't got them all prepared all the time I'm just not because I think we've got enough going on without her changing her spells every time she sleeps Um, and that's a long rest by the way not a short one which of course we all know is eight hours rest and not one hour's rest I know everybody thinks resting is too easy in 5e but I like it so shut up anyway so I had a thing when I was looking at this today on my lunch break as to what spells she had um, that I was going to get to choose from and I realized that there was seven different schools and seven doesn't fit into a dice at all nicely so and then I was like okay well that's fine we'll just have a look at how many spells she has to choose from it's 17 which of course doesn't fit into a dice nicely at all either and so I was like what am I gonna do how am I gonna choose these spells ah and then I was like oh this is really dumb I could just count up how many spells of each school there are count up how many well I already know 17 is the total and then divide by that many of that school by the total of the spells and then times it by 100 to get a percentage right and that would mean that like they take up that much percent of 100 and then I could just use that number um, to give myself a one to blah number um, for that school so I, I think I'm explaining this badly but this is what i tried to work out so anyway so I've given abjuration 1 to 18 conjuration 19 to 36 evocation 37 to 54 transmutation 55 to 78 necromancy 79 to 83 um, enchantment 84 to 88 and divination 89 to 100 complicated actually I really enjoyed doing that on my lunch break it turns out sometimes math is fun weird anyway maybe it's math is only fun when it's got something to do with 5e or gaming or something but anyway let's roll okay so what did we get we got 79 she gets the necromancy spell what is it 
I'm really excited. There's only one necromancy spell, so I don't even need to roll. Um, your touch inflicts disease. Make a melee spell attack against a creature within your reach. On a hit, the target is poisoned. Fun! Um, it also gets... Ooh! Uh, if it fails its constitution saving throw, it's... If it... Oh, okay. So if it succeeds on three saves of the constitution saving throw at the end of each of its turns it's no longer poisoned and spell ends but if it fails three of the saves the target is no longer poisoned but it gets a disease instead uh that's fun it gets like blinding sickness filth fever flesh rot mind fire seizure or slimy doom there's a whole lot of bad this is a really fun spell cool it's called contagion by the way i realized haven't actually told you what the spell is. Anyway, she now has Contagion. That's fun. I wonder if that'll come up. <laughs> Kyra stood up and standing, banging on the cell bars and yelling at the top of her lungs, said, I will not be kept here. You will let me out or I will break down the cell and get out anyway. She could hear muttering and the scrape of a stool being pushed back. Encouraged, she kept yelling, These bars can't hold me! Not the star mark destroyer! Do you really want to be on my bad side? Let me out and I promise you no harm! Otherwise... And she let that last sentence fall away into possibilities. After a moment, she heard feet coming down the hallway. Yes, she celebrated. First step down, and now to really convince him to let her out. She stood at the bars, her hands wrapped around them. She had no idea what she was going to do if this didn't work, so it just had to. The guard came into view. Wearing the standard partial play armour, dressed with the red and black of King Tenkwa's guard, his face was set hard and he did not look impressed. She gulped a little. Okay, so this would be tougher than she thought. He stood in front of the cell, his hand on his sword hanging from his hip. You don't look impressive. I mean, it was a fair point. They had taken her weapons and her backpack, but they hadn't taken the scraps of things in her pockets and they couldn't take her connection to the forest. She didn't need to look impressive. She just needed to be convincing. Let me out, or I'll show you just how impressive I can be. She spat at him. She's going to roll an intimidation check. It's a tough check as he's an experienced cell guard and isn't thinking she's much trouble, so I'm going to make it a DC 17, and she actually has a negative one for intimidation, so I have to roll an 18 or up. Well done, good here. Yeah, that's a three. Uh, he laughed in her face and spat on the ground at her feet. This should be good, he jeered and folded his arms smugly. Well, that didn't work, she thought. Back to basics, and she grinned. Pushing back from the bars, she pulled her hands up from the ground like she was trying to pull heavy air upwards, whispering encouragement to the shoots of green that appeared all around the guard's feet and into the surrounding cells. Oi! What's this then? The guard said as he tried to step away from the quickly flowing vines that started to wrap themselves around his feet. Kyra smiled and simply said, I did try and warn you. The guard struggled to wrestle his feet out of the vines, growing stronger now. Hey! Stop this! Stop this right now! 
and he's going to roll a strength save. It's a save of 17, and he has a plus one. Nope. <laughs> he struggles in vain as he finds himself trapped in a sea of vines. Kyra smiles as she watches him. Serves him right. She turns her attention to the lock now. Without any friendly animals nearby to get to help her, it looks like she's going to have to take care of this herself. Her palm burns hot, and she looks down to see a small ember burning there, ready to use, and although she hates it, it probably is her best option right now. And she steps back, continuing to keep concentrating on the vines that hold the guard as she prepares to hurl a ball of fire at the lock, hoping to heat it so quickly it bursts. So the DMG says that damage to iron is an AC of 19. Her produced flame is an attack of plus 9. So as long as she rolls a tenner up, she blows the joint. Okay, 13. Unlucky for some, but not for Kyra. As the fire bursts from her hands and sears the lock, making it melt and squeal under the heat. The door hinges swing, hitting vines growing as it tries to open. Kyra pushes the iron the rest of the way, being careful to wrap her hands under her leathers to avoid getting burnt on the glowing red metal. The guard cries out, Guards! A prisoner is escaping! She's burning down everything! And once again, struggles to free himself from the thorns and weeds trying so thickly to entangle him. And he hasn't quite managed it. 15. So close! Kyra starts to feel that fear rise within her now. She was playing with fire here, literally, and it was time to disappear. Leaping into the air, her arms twisted backwards violently, and she shrunk in a black whirlwind of feathers, and a bright-eyed raven appeared flapping in the air where she had been. The vines that were growing wildly around the guard began to shrink as she flapped her powerful wings in the other direction, not knowing where the corridor led, but feeling sure that literally anywhere else was better than here. As she felt the air beneath her wings and heard the urgent voices behind her fade, she was free, and the only way from here was up. Thanks for joining me in this Jules from NZ RPG A Day Takeover Special. I hope you're enjoying our improvised D&D 5e story. Tune in tomorrow for our next prompt. Thanks to my gems, KP, Bobby, Shell, Scott, Glenn, James, and Jason. And a big thanks to everyone listening. I don't know if it was Aotearoa New Zealand or roleplay games that brought you here, but I'm super glad that you've stopped by. We'll be back to New Zealand episodes in September because August is for RPG. Enohora, kakite anō. Goodbye, and see you again soon. Mwah.